live. Did you did you remember to tweet? Or did we tweet on this? Or did we, we have to tweet? This I don't thing? know. Are, are are we gonna start saying? Did you exit? Did you ex the thing? Did you did you hear what he said? Did you exit? Like, did you just exit the place? And then, like, forget about it. We just exited the place. I don't feel there's any way to turn that letter into a verb. It just no. doesn't work. And we're going to end up still saying tweet. Did you post on X? No. I, I still That's... go to Twitter.com. I, I, if I look up the site, I don't type. I, I don't think it's X.com. Is it X.com? No. Oh, let's see what happens. I'm going to type X.com, and now I'm on a list. Uh, I was going to say, oh, you're on Oh, no, it actually does redirect you to Twitter.com slash home. So uh, yeah. I felt like I was maybe going to go to an adult site, not in our sort of show's purview. So I wasn't going to screen share that just in that case. That would have been, yeah, that would have been the end of the show. See, on that note, we're like, but um, <laughs> obviously it's, it's uh, obviously I'm traveling and, and you, as you can imagine, and I appreciate you helping uh, set up this show yeah. and, and get us kind of going. I am using Rode. Actually, I just, I, I always forget that yep. I can plug in my Rode mic. So every time I've traveled, I've always tried to use some kind of Bluetooth solution or whatever. Sure. I could have just The roads are in. so good. I know. And yeah. did you see that they just, the road just announced the Road Pro? Wireless Pro. Dude, like everything we, okay, so we built up our system to be kind of like a pro in a certain yeah. way, like with the, with the case and all of that stuff. But that setup, man, that looks really nice. Easy to so go the in thing, that the case. Thing, the thing I like the Rode Wireless Go 2 with all of the firmware updates mm-hmm. have addressed almost all of the launch issues that I had with the Rode Wireless Go 2 microphones. Yep. Yep, the absolutely. Pro aren't radically different. So I don't feel like, you know, oh, I bought in on the Wireless Go 2 and now they're leaving me behind. Yeah, it's yeah, just no, no. a couple little quality of life updates and some things that are genuinely pro, like time mm-hmm. code support. If you're not working time code like that, then you're going to be fine with the wireless go to absolutely i'm probably gonna get the pro (laughs) (laughs) i like how you preface it though you're totally fine with the two but i'm definitely buying the pro but i'm foolish with my money so (laughs) for me i'm not gonna lie the biggest okay so i I don't use time codes as much uh i do like the fact that i don't at all do you know do you want to know okay Mm -hmm. i know you're gonna give me a rational example do you want to know why i want the pro why? I was going to different say different colored case. LEDs. Oh, you kidding me? They have they have a different color for the power of the transmitter, oh, the oh, signal oh, connection, the mean, and yeah, the yeah, recording yeah. light. Okay, that's it. So when I look down, I just see two blue little lights. Oh, and what using I want the too? Yeah, see, look. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm using, using the road also. Our, our our beautiful stickers that we got from yeah. uh, TCL like a while back from that collaboration. Oh, that's a great idea. Hold on, we I'm going to do so that. I'm going to do that right now. I have a, I think a few of these left. Didn't you cover the anchor? The was not the anchor. The ceremonic, the the one with the display. Yeah, the that you can me. change things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just sounds weird when you say that, but um, <laughs> it's like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you? it sounds yeah, wrong when you me. say it, Juan. Yeah. Maybe just don't talk. Yeah, link me. <laughs> okay, I was gonna have well, a little sensors coming up right now, but no. Um, that one of the main features I really loved about it was the uh-huh. fact that you're able to put your own custom logos on it. So yeah. once I saw that on your thing, I'm like, dude, I already have my face on a sticker. Why not just make it, you know, the TK mic, and then the other mic is usually the other person. Yep. So short answer is, yeah, that's one one of the reasons, and then. Um, I was on uh, our, our, our our friend Miriam Juarez, uh, the you know, Tank Girls podcast earlier today, mm-hmm. which will come out hopefully soon. So um, I plugged it into my Mac and I'm like, dude, this thing just works. 
Yeah. And, it, and it, it's easy. It's, it's simple. Uh, and the only thing I needed to make sure is I made sure that I had enough power here. And if I don't, <laughs> this is again when, when Rode kind of just jumps in with the cool stuff. I got a second mic. I could just jump on to another one. I could Real do it. Good. I could do the whole thing. Uh, but no, with that being said, I do want to say welcome to hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome <laughs> to a podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that thing we do every Thursday night where, you know, one of us is in the studio and the other one is just, you know, just frothing all over again. the state. Well, I'm in San Francisco. I can't that wait to get back out on the, the road, road again. It's weird. Okay. So Korea was a long trip. It was a mm-hmm. fun trip. And as soon as I got home and I feel like for a couple of weeks or so, like there was no travel, there was nothing going on. And I was like, this kind of feels nice. But then I kind of started missing it. It's weird. You know, like when you're sitting too long and um, this one's, luckily this is a a super simple one. It's an easy hopping up over quick to to San Francisco, hanging out with some of our friends and uh, talking tech. Unfortunately, nothing I can talk about right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't that suck? I was like, hey, I'm traveling, but I can't tell you why. Well, how about, um, how about this? Yeah. TK Bay, doing a quick, like, overnight trip. Yeah. What are you, what, what is your, what is your tech bag? What is, what does your carry look like? You're streaming to us right now, and, uh, I mean, it looks pretty good. It looks webcam-y, but, it you know. Is. That's, I, so, I was how, trying... how did you achieve this, uh, this, this video stream? Uh, so, video stream is pretty much a straight, so the, the setup that I keep trying to fix every single time. <laughs> is um, I try to kind of give as, as simple as possible. The laptop is my MacBook Pro. If I've switched from Windows for my travel because of problems I had with my earlier system. Uh, the mic system we're using, obviously, is the Rode. I connected it straight in. I have a, just a key light that I have just pointed straight at me so I can get the best exposure as possible. The camera is soft. That's just how FaceTime cameras or the cameras on Macs are. Um, and I'm just using my OnePlus, weirdly, uh, 3.5-millimeter headphones. Headphones. The nice. tried and true that I never have to worry about. Um, I use them for editing when I'm traveling because it's easy and simple. And I also use them when I'm using my AR glasses. So um, mm-hmm. I have my <laughs> I have my glasses here, and um, I was editing a video. And then I'm not gonna lie, the diop the the, the X real the X real air that you had. I wish I had those with me. Yeah, I kept having to fiddle with good. my Every time I tried to, like, oh, my God, that was such an easy experience. It was like you put them on and you do, do your thing. So that's primarily what I have for the setup for the stream. How many devices I have with me? I have too <laughs> much. I, ha- I have way are, too are much. Are you also, like, getting anxious going through airport security? Like, there's no way I can explain all this. I, the, the, like, between I look the, like something the laptop nefarious. and the amount of phones I'm carrying, it's either I'm smuggling phones or I'm doing something. <laughs> and I think the only only thing I can basically vouch for, because I no longer carry a, a DSLR camera with me, uh, yeah. as you guys know, you know, Homeboy is my main, main mm-hmm. man. I take my, uh, my Find X6 Pro everywhere. Um, it's tough to just say that I make videos. That's <laughs> like because uh, wasn't it like last week someone got busted trying to? Uh, I think they were going to China or were they trying to? I think they were flying to China mm-hmm. and they had like a hundred and ninety Intel CPUs taped to their body. Okay, I'm not. I'm never gonna do. Be I have. I might have that wrong. Oh, but I want to say it was like a week or two weeks ago. And you're like, yeah, yeah. I travel I with so many phones. There's I, no way I don't look like I'm doing, I'm up to no good. Like, there's no way I look in any way normal. No, I know. It, and it, it, 
Um, it's never an easy. Yeah, going to security, you always have to pad in time in there. You, you always have to kind of account for that. You can't make it through security like a normal person. You're always going to get the, sir, we got to see why there's so many layers of circuit boards in your thing. For sure. Um, but yeah. Or so, my favorite is like whenever my backpack goes through the x-ray machine and it pauses. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Every single time. There are so many backpacks and bags that just like run right through and then mine goes and then they just stop for a second. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> like yeah, slice it through, turn it over. Like, I don't see. What, is that a power gun? Yeah. What's up with this guy? <laughs> but um, I tried to keep it light. I didn't have a, I didn't have a roll, uh, two cases. Just one backpack and no, ro- no roller. It's a quick one or two night stay. I'll be back in LA hopefully tomorrow, safe and sound, and then uh, you know back to my normal shenanigans. And, and uh, now that the weather is better, I can go out and start testing out some bikes. Nice. Because I gotta gotta play some bikes, and I gotta finish my review of the Fold Five. I, I'm like, I'm done with uh, the the experience and trying it out. I just need mm-hmm. to put pen on paper and kind of you know make the video happen. So that's that's the goal for this weekend. Hopefully, we'll get there. Nice. Yeah. Well, and again, I mean, like, I. <sighs> People know what I'm going to say about Samsung, the company, but, like, when it comes to how those of us, like us, and, mm-hmm. and the people that are in our chat, because we've got some lovely faces in the chat, JGJ, Absolutely. Ron Guido, Farhan, Lampros, Nick, uh, Bionic Scoop, Vazikos, we saw Marilyn. Marilyn, um, yeah, I know, we haven't seen her for some time. We, welcome, welcome. We got, we got, like, the whole crew here just to kind of hang out and chat for a bit, and I feel like the kind of people that enjoy tech... Mm-hmm. appreciate some of that longer-term conversation because they want an informed opinion, not just someone who read the specs off of GSM Arena to pretty B-roll. But it, it to me, it feels like it's it's a widening gap. So, like, I'm, si- I'm playing with a couple phones here, and you're like, there, you know, now would be the time where I'd be doing my follow-ups and like, hey, I've been using this for a little while. I just, you know, brought the Vivos back out, the those uh, uh, V27s. You know, like, those are really good phones and yep. they deserve a bit Follow-up. more conversation. Yeah. But, like, there's zero mainstream audience for that anymore. So I know that there's, like, 1,500 people in my subscribers that might care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> about a mid-ranger phone like that it's yeah. it's so it's so heady and you're like the z fold 5 is a big deal phone and the taper on the conversation on that just felt so extreme this year where i know i'm definitely critical and i feel like there's some small iterative you know improvements but maybe yep. samsung could have done something more exciting but to the same token like i also used to really enjoy the apple s series phones better than the number phones yeah, well, because, because that's where they, you got the better phone. Well, I was going to say that that's where they fixed the the. Uh, this is the brand new tech that we brought out, and then let's let's just and show then we you fixed how it. we fixed it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we totally didn't turn an entire generation of phone users into beta it, testers. It's a beta no, testers. We're the Apple. First gen, always, yeah. S series uh, <laughs> always, always, always have been well, not have been are the better series typically. Um, actually, we're not that far from an Apple event, if I'm not mistaken. Right? There's like one in a I few don't weeks. No. I'm so genuinely off the pulse. So, like, (laughs) the big Apple news today was all these headlines from just tech sycophants. Apple, in a shocking reversal, now pledges to support right-to-repair legislation in California. And you're like, no, they didn't. They issued a list of demands to change the legislation in California so they wouldn't sue California if they tried to pass this bill. It is oh, complete it, horse poop. 
And it's oh, Apple is getting all of this g- goodwill. They're getting all of these positive headlines. Everything. See, look, Apple's doing the right thing, and they're coming around. They're getting ahead of the EU. And you read through what Apple says. They say, we're ready to support legislation that does all these things. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, that wasn't a part of the California legislation. That wasn't a part of the California bill. So Apple is issuing demands to the state of California for them to not sue the state of the California, state of California yeah. over the bill as it stands in its current form, because it's like a you better fix it or I'm going to sue. Essentially, you know, yeah. I, I I don't I don't, I want to say you know Apple's like no nah, I'll say it Apple's a bully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no no they they they, that, they, com- they command that yeah no you're right yeah. So, uh, you know, th- when stuff like that pops up, of course, I'm going to talk about it because it's like tech politics. So I'm all ready for a fight there. But I'm, I'm genuinely off the pulse when it comes to sort of just like you, you used to have a feeling like this is when the new product is going to come out. This is when the new phone is going to come out. This is when it's good to trade in a device or if you're looking at selling off your phone, stuff like that. And I just I, I can't. I have so many other things to keep track of now. Uh, Apple's not really high on my list of priorities anymore. I, I, I was purely, it was more, for, you know, based on the conversation, because um, earlier today when I was on uh, Miriam's uh, podcast, uh, the subject came up as part of the, like the rumor mill kind of coming up and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was primarily a more of a passing statement, not necessarily. <laughs> I know, I, I probably brought back yeah. some some conversations there, but the surprising part, I'll probably say, of, of many things that I've been doing recently is... Experiencing a device from OnePlus that is supposed to be a budget phone. We talked yeah. a little bit about it last week, and it's supposed to be a and budget phone. you've been phone. living with it. Yeah, and, and living with it and, and getting into it, and you're like, man, this is, su-, like, you're right. It's such a good fit for that T-series that we could yeah. get. Crazy speed. Uh, and, and you could see where the, the tailoring was done, the different specs sure. and all of that good stuff. But it still hits so much above the, the belt with that. And that, that combination, MediaTek and Nord, has yeah. been a solid performance. I mean, we saw it with the pad. The 9000 yeah. is an absolute screamer. There's no question that they're going to be, you know, performing out, you know, obviously overperforming in everything that you can imagine. And, <laughs> yeah. and comes in with 16 gigs of RAM, UFS 3.1, a massive 50 megapixel camera, 120 hertz, OLED panel. It's a flat panel, a lot of good, like all the vibes that you want to get. And of course, the alert slider, which is also a big, yeah. like, wow, like it's such a feature now kind it of thing. It really looks, um, because you spent time with the Xiaomi 13 Pro. Yes, but I did. But the Nord I got a looks like them. it's punching in between, like a top of the line Poco F mm-hmm. and the starter Xiaomi 13. It's, it, yeah, it's like it, it, it slots in between. It, like it still seems like it's it's aiming to be a little pricier than a lot of the Pocos and the regions that you would buy Poco, but mm-hmm. I've got the Xiaomi 13 in front of me still, and you're like, this is a phone that's nipping at the heels of that Xiaomi 13 for, like, two-thirds the price? <laughs> and, and we saw, I mean, you saw it last week, too. Remember, we were looking at the price. Yeah. Somewhere between 450 to 550 depending on the combination, the variant that you're looking for. Yeah. And to think about the fact that it is, it, it's using a flagship from 2022, that is a solid performer, and I feel like that's where they were able mm-hmm. to make the pricing work. It in, in supporting the bands that we have here in LA, that was a big surprise for me. Like hitting yeah. in in the mid bands and hitting in the the, the old Sprint t- uh, towers that we were able to get, or the bands that we got. <laughs> so yeah. to me, um, absolutely a, an easy recommendation for anybody looking for 
a, a great device that provides you so much great features but not so much money. And I was really happy to see that it's actually available on Amazon. Obviously, it's imported by somebody. It's not an official from OnePlus, uh, but you're able to pick up the device if you now, want to be I, able to check it out. I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I want to say hey uh, to Eric. Tech Preacher is in the chat oh, hey, right man. now. I, I, I know it's it's like probably 11 o'clock or midnight. Over oh, man. I, I'm sorry for so starting a little bit later this, this week, guys. I, I appreciate I, the yeah. folks who are still dropping by because I know we're <laughs> yeah. starting late even for us. Um, but uh, I feel like there is... And I don't mean this in a bad way because okay. sometimes we have fun with things like Ford versus Chevy or your favorite sports team versus someone else's rival sports team. I feel like some of the decisions OnePlus is making are starting to align as competition for nothing. Like this Nord, and I don't have any insider information. It's not like anyone at OnePlus is going to be talking to me about like their strategy or product design or anything like this. So this is me just guessing. But nothing came out. They 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 rode a lot of hype. They had tech publications covering them mm-hmm. at a degree much higher then their products were really selling because of, you know, sort of the leadership over at nothing. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. this Carl, Nord, Carl yeah. but tell me if like this Nord kind of feels like it's the way to undercut a nothing phone too. So to me, it fi- feels like it was almost designed with the Oppo parts bin to say, how do we take them down? <laughs> So from a, from a processing power and generation-wise, uh, they both landed around the same time. It went with yeah. the Plus over the standard 8 Plus Gen 1. So the 9000 and the, 9, and the 8 Plus Gen 1 are pretty much in the same family. Small, maybe slightly, a, a yeah. small little Plus into the uh, into nothing. I, I mean, so if we want to get specific, I would yeah. give the processing efficiency win to the Dimensity 9000, and I would give the GPU win to the 8 Plus, 8 Gen, plus 1. Gen 1. Yeah. And, I mean, like... And and we're we're right on opposite sides of of that line. Like it's a close fight in both directions. Just one ekes out a little bit more of a win in one direction, and the other yep. ekes out a bit more of a win in the other direction. They are laptop grade pocket computer processors oh, that are absolutely stupid overkill <laughs> for being in a four or five hundred dollar phone. Dude, the seriousness of it, though, really. Like we're talking. I mean, they have the companies that are producing these. Obviously, like Qualcomm is producing chipsets of equal performance power for their laptops. Like the SQ3 yeah. is an 888 powerful. Well, and look at the, the Companios. Yeah, I want to say the top end Companio from MediaTek is actually closer in performance range to like a Snapdragon 865. It, it's crazy. Like these are the it's same processors that we're seeing there, and yeah. literally like yearly generational upgrades. We are running with pocket computers. And we need to appreciate what we have in our pockets. And the reality is, yeah, th- th- this was actually even a comment that I was re- responding back to our, our, our friend, Mark. Um, and he was talking about basically, you know, people going into stores and buying, you know, like iPhone 13s. They're not trying to buy yeah. a 14 or whatever. I'm like, no, but this is the story. This is literally what we're trying to say. It's not always about the latest and greatest. Your phone doesn't die at, at, at six months uh, increments or yearly increments. You know, like it doesn't even boot. You don't need a new phone. Um, yeah. And where MediaTek's success has been over the last few years that we've seen ever since they, they've stepped up into the flagship experience is mm-hmm. the way they're able to get that bang for the buck, that right price point for features. We get compatibility across international. I mean, it works in the U.S. 
And I agree T-Mobile may not be the standard of the U.S. market because Verizon and AT&T don't play very well with T-Mobile bands. But the fact that that device runs so nicely, benefits from all of the OnePlus benefits that we have with with Oxygen OS, runs the latest Oxygen OS 13.1, the ability of pairing it with the pad and guaranteeing that mirroring and transfer data, there's a lot of cool things going on for it. It, you're right. It does feel like it's a straight-up competitor to the Nothing Phone 2. And with a slightly, obviously, flavor and approach to it, there's no sure. you know, light effect and stuff. But when you well, take and, it the light effect... I am purposely pointing out, like, yeah. I feel it's Oppo's part's been at play to arrive at a, a, a price competitor to the Nothing Phone. Like, how do you yeah. subtly undercut a brand who is already trying to undercut... You. Like more mainstream, <laughs> no, larger the, manufacturers, right? So we, it's, we it, to exactly me, this why... is like the arms races of like the relationships between engineers and designers and executives at nothing and at OnePlus. There, there's a little behind the scenes. Like I don't want to say incestuous. It's it's like that though. It's like they're they're so close to each other, and there are so many of those relationships that have taken place over years that. I feel very clearly one company started and then had the other brand in their sights and the other brand went, all right, game on. We can play this game too. And now they're they're kind of duking it out, not calling each other out, but to me it just feels like there's so much Venn diagram overlap of, of, of what they're trying to serve in the market that they're trying to, to support and the consumers that they're trying to sell to that – to me, it seems like there's a little flavor of that rivalry at play, which is amazing because that means we're getting targeted mid rangers that are oh, absolutely insane. That's what I'm we, we get the benefit of that, and the but for me, and I think I said it in the video as well. I feel like the biggest kicker for me right now is that we do have Nords in the U.S., but the Nords that yeah. we have are carrier versions devices. Yeah, these are devices that OnePlus as has specifically made to work with the budget versions of, you know, like the T-Mobiles and the so on. Mm-hmm. You still find them in the store. Like 11 isn't there, but the Nord is. Yeah. What I want, though, is because of the way we have the, the structure right now with OnePlus, OnePlus used to have two tiers, right? We had the standard version and the pro version. And then mm-hmm. maybe later you'd have a T-series. They used to make three phones and then they dropped the two and then there's the whole Hoopla. Yeah. But now we no longer have that. We just have the 11. Right, there wasn't a rumor of any OnePlus 11T coming out. I haven't heard anything. Maybe there is. Uh, I know we're all waiting and hoping on on the fold, not the fold, uh, the the OnePlus open. foldable open. Yeah, the the name. I don't know. OnePlus like OP open. Nah. The, okay. the Oppo OnePlus open. The Oppo. The Oppo. Ah! <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying to see. OP open because like okay, but anyway, the um, I feel like there's a gap in that market. Yeah. In the US oh, market, there is. Have, the 11 is that 650 something, depending if you don't get it on sale. And then if the OnePlus Nord 3 comes in at around the 5550 price point, like keep that price point, but bring it in yep. saying that, look, this is the upper middle, the upper, uh, the upper budget friendly. If you want to step up, but you don't want to, you don't feel like you can step up to the right. 650. There is a spot for it now. Like this would be a good time to try There's to bring room. it in. Yeah, yeah. They don't have the the the, the carrier relationship at that price point because they only keep it on the Nord, right, on the N series. So this could work if OnePlus is really wanting to capitalize because that's one thing nothing has over OnePlus right now. They are in the U.S. They finally did yeah. start selling in the U.S. directly, obviously, um, where, where OnePlus is not bringing in the 
the I'm gonna say the the, the elevated version of the Nords, like the one that we typically that yeah. we were sold on at the beginning, uh, like the first one that supported 4K 60 at the, the front facing camera. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a unique thing. I like it. I, I like what it brings. It's fresh. It's it's exciting to see the design and to follow the the full series. And um, it was a good collaboration. I, I want to say thanks, obviously, to MediaTek for sending me the device. It was actually nice of them to to be able to yeah, give that's me really opportunity cool. to work I, with I, them on that. I feel like we're we are now starting to see the Oops. refresh cycle where <laughs> we almost lost the light, but no, keep going. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. we 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 saw phones launch in 2020 mm-hmm. with the Snapdragon 865, and then we kind of circled the 865. Like, wasn't there like a new tablet that came out this year with an 870? in it so like three years it's on the, we're still putting out Xiaomi, isn't that the xiaomi pad the one i, I want to say it's do? one of the xiaomi pads yeah, yeah um, i wouldn't be surprised so three years on that is still an soc of choice for manufacturers mm-hmm. to lean on for a certain tier of performance performance per watt yeah we're not seeing a 88s recycled for years years past we're not seeing the HN1, that was a mess of an SOC. But I feel the Dimensity 9000 and the 8 Plus Gen 1 are going to have legs. Mm -hmm. I think into next year, we're still probably going to be seeing newer devices sporting those chips. Uh, Steve Pogue got it. It's the Xiaomi Pad 6. Mm -hmm. I I mean, like, I, I can pick up my LG V60. I can pick up any phone from 2020. I recently just shot a video, and for no you know good reason, I pulled out a Galaxy S10 and an LG G8, and you're like, Snapdragon 855s are still beasts mm-hmm. for what people actually need to get done during the day. So I kind of feel now, we it, it took us three years, but into the 9000, the 9200, and now into the 8 Gen 2, we have a tier of performance that is not going to be touched for another, like, three years from here what consumers are really doing on their phones i think we actually now have the 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 next cycle of chips that are going to last for multiple generations of product absolutely so. and, I, and i think the reality is the 888 and the one had their had well i'm not going to say problems but they had their issues obviously you know and, and people knew and and i think the smart thing is that the companies are realizing this and mm-hmm. even if, it, if even if it may have been a cheaper skew, some people you know going to the nine thousand is the right move. Going to the A plus Gen one is the right move. I feel like, especially with devices that we're seeing coming out, you know, in twenty twenty three, in the latter part of twenty twenty three. I mean, we're still we're Q three, right? I know, did we cross? Yeah. No, we're still, yeah, 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 we're in Q three. The the year is literally almost over, and we're starting to obviously we're still That's seeing things up. like that. Yeah, <laughs> the summer and, went by way too and, fast. And the Xiaomi Pad literally just launched um, not even a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago in June, like yeah. in late June, early July. So it's crazy to see something like that, and it's really exciting to be able to at least um, leverage these these desktop level experiences on these devices and still be able to save some money. Because for the consumer, this is where it becomes exciting. These are the flagship features attainable at a better price, yeah. and it it makes it so that when you live with this device for the next two to three years, uh, it, you're still running a very good, very really nice uh, you know experience, and. Although updates may not be exactly every month, every three months or so, because again, Nords don't get the same updates as, as regular OnePluses. Sure. You're still going to be able to enjoy it. It runs 13.1 on it. And I think if anything well, else, ColorOS is still... And we saw, still, 
Yeah. And, and, and especially like starting this year into <clears throat> starting this year into next year, um, we saw uh, what was it? Google's Project Mainline mm-hmm. is now going to be carving up another twenty Android components that will be updated directly from Google. So even if you're not getting the 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 numbered updates, you're not getting Android 15, Android 16, Android 17, even more. Like every generation, more and more of the Android kernel, more and more of the Android subsystems, more and more of the underpinning software is updated directly. And we're, we're seeing that with the Google Play system updates. There was like another um, art runtime improvement to Android 13. And I think it went back two or three generations where... You got a Google Play system update, your apps open 10% faster just because Google could pluck out this component, put it in. You didn't have to wait for your carrier or your manufacturer to weigh in on any of it. It was a core Android component, and there you go. And I feel like that's going to be sort of that tipping point for people who are really anxious about support. Really what we want is the device to run as smooth as it possibly can. Maybe three operating system updates doesn't deliver the smoothest experience years on as your battery is starting to degrade. Mm-hmm. But if we're getting bug fixes, if we're getting patches, if we're getting performance improvements and security patches, that to me is is a much better... I mean, I'm saying this as someone who's a fan of Motorola's, and we know Motorola's... Mm-hmm. You don't get the OS updates, man. <laughs> but that thing it, is constantly being improved. Yeah, It's just... It took a long time to get Android 13 on this uh, you know, Edge Plus with oh, Android 14... Yeah, right around, right, the, right corner. around the corner. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Congratulations, welcome to the club. You made it back into the team. No, I know. It, it's um, it's it's a tough experience, but the reality, you're right. It you need to, security patch updates. Actually, I feel like more important, especially with uh, you know vulnerabilities and issues and coming mm-hmm. up as things go on, and those don't require as much of an update because they're much smaller. There's they're typically like you know one to two hundred megs maybe depending on the sure. on the updates that they're pushed. But but, but it also just means for me when we get improvements to things like end-to-end encryption in Google Messages, that's not going to be tied to a generation of phones. Yeah. The, the underpinning of Google Play services and Android services that need to be updated won't be carrier-dependent and they won't be manufacturer-dependent. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff is going to be brought back. When we got Nearby Share, oh, man. they went yes. back five generations of android to to deliver nearby share yeah through google play store updates and you didn't have to wait for a samsung or a oneplus or a motorola update to bring that it was a core part of the android ecosystem so really i feel like like windows Mm -hmm. you need to pull more of the core operating system experience out from the hands of the manufacturers and they want to put skins and things and do fun stuff on top Mm -hmm. That's great. Go 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 nuts. Go I've bananas. Have at it. No, no, exactly. But if there's a major new Android service, that needs to come from Google. So, um, really, we don't want to sort of spoil the rest of the video because you have a lot more to say oh, and a no, lot no, more absolutely. to share yeah, on exactly. the Nord. And I want people to go and, and catch catch your video on that. Make sure to check it um, out. It's it's the the last video that I posted on the channel. It's. It truly is a surprising device, it, it, and it is ex- really nice and refreshing to see what MediaTek is able to help. How is media able, MediaTek able to help with the dimensity? Yeah. And, I, and that, that marriage between the two, the, these two companies, God, I really can't wait to see more. The 9000 was so good. Dude, the 9200. 9, I mean, was crazy on the Vivo, man, the so X90 good. Pro. 
That is like, I mean, there's very few, I'm trying to remember, what other devices? I don't think we've had other, or at least on my end, I haven't had another device other than the Vivo X90 Pro. Oh, no, the the Vivo X90 Pro was the big, and and, and so that's another one. Like, I need to come back and revisit this phone because it's not an ultra-tiered device, but I am running their beta, the Android 14 beta, Mm -hmm. on the Vivo X90 Pro, and it's only, I want to say it's beta 3. Oh, okay. That's not bad. So it's behind. It's it's not yeah, well, current I mean, with yeah. with like Samsung or or with uh, definitely not with Pixels. Um, oh, Sam, Samsung's but, way behind. Samsung's on still beta one. Uh, no beta two in Korea, but I thought, beta one internationally. Seriously, I thought they mm-hmm. were already okay. So Vivo, it might be a beta ahead then. Well, I mean, we'll we'll say this: it, the beta releases from from OEMs other than Pixel. Are no, no, no. Not TK, it's totally fine. If you want to say that Vivo is better than Samsung, I'm not going to fight you on that. <laughs> In Android 14 land, I think overall, I'm going to clip was... this out and I'm going to make that like a quote. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap! That I am putting in to. your mouth. I'm TK Bay, and I just said that Vivo is better than Samsung's. And yeah, I will not exactly send that to any of your yeah. Samsung PR contacts. It's just between you and me. <laughs> and it's just, just for me to enjoy. Entire experience in there. It's for my no, own it, personal enjoyment. I will say thank you for letting me know. I did not know about the Vivo beta, which I would definitely would love to be able to test. Oh yeah, the X90 mind. beta. So, so I'm sorry, burying the lead. Um, their Android 14 beta is pretty good. Okay. But I, I, it even further breaks things like desktop mode. The Android 14 yeah. desktop mode is, is it, it, it just white screens. It is not only now <laughs> you don't even get the desktop, it is completely <laughs> non-functional. So that, that is a bummer. But that 9200 is tackling mm-hmm. Android 14 like a champ. Yeah. So all no, of I the know. chips that came out the end of last year through this year are just, just insane. They're absolute monsters. Oh, no. I, I, and I think this is the biggest thing we have to appreciate again. MediaTek has stepped up tremendously in that market, in in the market in there, and now they're very much. We're seeing more companies take them take them on and bring them in. We just obviously in the U.S. it's a little bit harder because again Samsung, Qualcomm, and we have different companies obviously that already have partnerships for many many years. It's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there was a company to bring it in, OnePlus was the right one to bring it in. I feel like this is why a North Three with the nine thousand would make so much sense in the U.S. market right now. From a price mm-hmm. point, from a feature point, and yeah, it's not going to be in the store, and yes, it's not going to be. But it, this is how you start the experiences and building up the brand. OnePlus didn't start in a store. OnePlus started yeah. as word of mouth and, and tech enthusiasts, and it grew to the brand that it is. So, you know, and then obviously now we're leveraging Oppo's relationship a lot more. Their inputs are in there. Hasselblad, the Color OS, and a lot of things can have, can work. And definitely, um, it has a little bit of. Um, I want to say a little bit of like a real me, <laughs> like the essence of like how like the, the the cheaper, faster bang for the buck experience. So it's like going back to your roots. That's what the Nord is. And and I I like that. Um, what do we want to call that? Because because like Pocos, Pocos mm-hmm. and Real Me's kind of have that hot rod. You know, like you had that one buddy who had an old beat up Camaro that looked like crap, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. most of the body panels were primer gray, but like. He'd spent you know, six months on the engine, mm-hmm. didn't upgrade the suspension, probably didn't touch the brakes, but boy, howdy, does that car go fast in a straight line, right? Yeah. I, I kind of feel that way about like a Poco F, and it mm-hmm. feels like this Nord also kind of fits that too. It, it doesn't have the plush interior or all the trim available, but it, it goes real fast 
when you pointed at something to go real fast. That zero to 60 is absolutely fantastic. And I think that's the biggest benefit there. So again, definitely if you guys have some time, please make sure to check out the video. It's on the channel. I think I posted it on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Or Tuesday or Wednesday. I reshared it on Mastodon. <laughs> yes, the Mastodons of the world. Yeah, no, I, I need to... I, I've, I've been... Oh, man. It's like, okay, the last few weeks, I'm back, since back from Korea and then dealing with the whole weather that we had over the last weekend. Yeah, tell me social media hasn't been a massive pain in the ass. It's just, it, it's, it's a lot it's of It's not things. fun it's, right it's, now. It's a lot of work. It's, uh, <laughs> I feel like I may need, like, you know, you, like, I seriously feel like I may need to hire a dedicated person just to deal with the amount of social sites and, and, and places. If you, if you want to you, you chat, I have a, a pal that she's doing some, like, small business marketing. And if you want to talk about systemizing your social media, she's good people. So oh my God, I, I, I can hook you two up and you two can chat. And let, she's, let's, she's starting let's to do some after legit consulting. Yeah. But we'll save that for after the show. It's becoming a job. <laughs> it, oh, it, it, it has it been for a while. And now it's even more of just a time suck. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. I meant on my side. I feel like where I have multiple hats that I change yeah. on a daily basis, I, having another thing become another hat to put on, on top of the fact that I don't have enough time in the day, is just not. I mean, but that, that yeah, that's yeah. one of the reasons why, like, you'll see me post for a couple of days or so, and then you'll see me just disappear for a week. I like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm still trying to interact. Like, I, I share the, and, I, and I try I'm to I'm that way with, with, especially with photo sharing. Like, I'll get yeah. into a flow and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm posting on Flickr and I'll even share a few things on Instagram. And then, like, a month goes by and you're like, I can't. I can't even look at this right now. This is so much extra that I have to do. It's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. But um, one thing that I was very excited about, and we, you and I talked about it offline last week, and you were, we were chatting a little bit about uh, yeah. trying to join forces, you know, you know, Wonder Twins activate kind of a thing. Uh, <laughs> Zing. Oh, wait, <laughs> exactly. other way. The, Power of NAS. No. Uh, <laughs> what yeah, I'm upgrading the, my NAS. So what, what's going on? Tell me what's going on with that. Okay. I, I know so, we both use QNAP, but you have a much better setup than I have. Mine I don't. Much more... I think mine is the this is the step down from yours. I have the ARM chipset. Yeah. Um, oh, I think no, it's the Annapurna. The yeah, so yeah, the, yeah, it's right. a, the TS332X. It's the three okay. bay. Yeah, mine is the four. Exactly. But I went with that because that was their starter option at the time. This box has been discontinued. They're still supporting it with software oh, updates. Same, it's running yeah. OS 5. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but this part of the podcast not brought to you by QNAP. They're not sponsoring this at all. Um, so but I'm running the 332. To, please talk to us after. When they get yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I have a switch and their router. I'm, I'm, my entire core network here is QNAPed. Um, this was their first, th- their first option mm-hmm. for the 10 gig. Uh, data connection. So it's a 10 gigabit NOS, which I now have connected into a 10 gigabit switch, which is supported by their 10 gigabit router. And that's why I put a 10 gigabit NIC uh, into my monster workstation. So everything on our network now, any cabled connection is 10 gig. Nice. Which is real <laughs> nice. We're talking about a box of spinning platter discs in a RAID mm-hmm. five, so we're in the, not the most robust, and this is not the fastest setup. Um, but it it doubled my throughput to do 4K video editing and rendering directly off the NAS. And this is like again, it was like their starter option for nice. um, okay. a little small business 
uh, uh, three bay. So, so exactly. So the good part. Now, lead us. I yeah. started it off with mm-hmm. some Western Digital drives that I okay. pulled from my Western Digital box, which was garbage. Boy, howdy, were Western di- our Western Digital enclosures just terrible. Some of their drives are still pretty good. Probably avoid the SanDisk stuff for now because they're just nuking data left it's and right. Very, it, it, the, the SanDisk name and brand has, ever since it was bought, uh, bought over, has not just been the same. It's felt tanking. like tanking. Yeah, the quality is You can tell down. that they're, I mean, when we're talking about these kinds of issues, the teams that they have for supporting their memory cards have to be different QA oh, teams it, than yeah, what they're putting not into even, their exactly, portable yeah, SSDs. No, absolutely. So, I had some 10 gig uh, Western Digital Reds, but they were the 5400 RPM. Well, I mean, and you're like, okay, at some point I should probably swap these out. We talked last week, and I was like, yeah, I'm kind of getting to that point where I'm getting a little box is getting kind of full. I checked my storage after our stream. I was way off. I was down to like 15% accessible storage on 20 terabytes of user accessible storage mm-hmm. so you're like you know what i am running lean the next night i get an alert from Newegg that seagate iron wolf pros are on sale <laughs> so it's like Newegg is listening to me still <laughs> but i got a really good deal on a trio of of uh it was it was before tax, it was just under a thousand dollars for a trio of twenty terabyte Iron Wolf Pros. Oh, you went with the twenty, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I went from ten terabytes per uh, per bay to twenty terabytes per bay. Uh, those drives came in today. At the same time, I'm taking the, I'm you know, I'm pulling the box open. I'm just checking all the connections. I've got, I, I added some padding just to help with vibration and stuff like that. Because the one thing about the smaller QNAP. Uh, enclosures, mm-hmm. they're really rattly. So as the drives are vibrating, the toolless uh, caddies that they have, yeah, they buzz like crazy. So I I installed just some like uh, weather stripping, very 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 thin, but some foam padding. I'm double checking all that, and I'm looking through and you, hey, you know what? I still have the starter RAM stick in here. It's a little four gigabytes of RAM. I wonder how much it would be. Just I'm just to bump it up to eight because I'm not doing anything so hardcore on this box. Like I don't need to go to sixteen. I'm not running a bunch of virtual machines. I'm not doing torrenting directly from it. This Mm -hmm. is mostly dumb storage, and I use it as a Plex server. So like, I know I'm like just functional at four gigabytes of RAM, but it'd be nice to step it up. So I look at the compatibility chart, and QNAP is like, oh well, to sell you eight gigabytes of RAM. We'll sell you an eight gigabyte RAM stick for that box for like 150 bucks. Wait a minute. That can't be. 150 (laughs) bucks for an eight gig RAM. Doesn't it use laptop grade memory sticks? 1.2 volt, 260 pin, DDR4, low speed. We're not, it's 266 or 2666. Um, So. On a whim, I pulled out one of my nooks because I do have like three little we baby nooks over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like I yeah, pop one of them open and you're like, hey, this is Kingston RAM, laptop memory, 1.2 volt, DDR2666. 
I think it's going to fit. So I rip that out of the NOS. I I, I rip out the 4 gig. I put the 4 gig back in the Nook. Windows on that Nook is going to run like garbage now with only 4 gigabytes of RAM. But I pop in the 8 gig. Box boots up beautifully. Now the OS is like fully loaded up with like... So you kind of float at around 2.5 gig of RAM, Mm -hmm. which means now I've like tripled the amount of free RAM I have for other... Other media other server things, activities exactly. and stuff like that. And just like firing up a 4K stream, like added a hundred megabytes to my memory load. Like it, it's nothing. So now I've got plenty of headroom. I pop in the first drive just to do the rebuild. Mm-hmm. Each drive is going to take about 17 hours <laughs> to reimage. I'm I'm not surprised. I I had one of my <laughs> so one of my way four too much died. stuff on this NAS. Well, no, no, but that but that's how it is. It needs to rebuild the the library. All the yep. stuff out of the other drives that you still had in there, they rebuild it into the twenty, and you have to replace them one at a time. Otherwise, you lose you risk losing the data. But yeah. the um, the rebuilding process. One of my drives on my I now I have to go check my on my QNAP. Obviously, not a QNAP issue, but one of my Reds, uh, my Western Digital Reds, died, and I'm not running ten. I was running eight terabytes, uh, four, yeah. uh, four eight terabytes for me, which, in hindsight, I should have upgraded. Were you doing back. RAID five? Uh, yeah, I RAID five on on uh, I so, think on it's basically two. So you had like twenty four terabytes of, of usable addressable space with a swap drive. Exactly. Okay. So I'm able to basically one when one died I was still okay, but I was yeah. panicking because the eight terabyte model was no longer made for some reason or hard to find. Like Newegg didn't have it, and I luckily yeah. found a few left on B and H. So I bought three. <laughs> it was like at 150 a pop. I bought three at a time, and I'm like I'm keeping a couple of extra. So I have a few yeah. in there left. But you're right, though. I, I am still I am running pretty lean, especially with our our storage. Not necessarily a lot of like rips and stuff. But like yeah. photos and stuff like that, just in case. God forbid something ever happens. Like, I'll, honest to God, well, if there's ever I a mean, thing happening, that would be one of the first things I grab. Not just for the archives of, the of my channel. Ooh, excuse me. Not just for the archives of our channel, but like, mm-hmm. I've been shooting 4K video for family stuff. Yeah. Since that's the all I shoot. LG Flex. Yeah. So I mean, with the with the Galaxy Same. Note four, I all switched I over to four K, mm-hmm. and I've only been shooting four K for all of our family stuff since then, and so that's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that takes up a lot of space. Oh, Farhan looked it up. So Farhan was able to do a little comparison shopping, and he found a sixteen gigabyte RAM stick Kingston DDR four for thirty three dollars. So the, the official mark, the eight gigabyte. <laughs> <laughs> Ram Jeez. didn't feel like a great, like a great uh, bargain. So yeah, a lot more overhead to pay for. Maybe that's what. So I, I, I might, I might pull apart. Um, it's not my Nook, but I have a little Geekom uh, with a Core mm-hmm. i5, and I might rip that one open. And uh, I've got a, a 512 gig solid state uh, SSD that I can pop in there. But I might double up, like you know, like eighty bucks. And get yourself 32 gigs of RAM for a little Core i5. I, that could I be a little screamer. I may follow your suit, actually. I may, I may go down and, uh, and uh, rip out the memory and see which one I have and maybe see if I can double that up. Because this is an easy gonna... upgrade. And we have the same hardware yeah. for the most part. Yeah. And it's not going to be a radical difference, but it's like, 
everything about your system runs a little smoother when it's got that extra headroom. Mm-hmm. And I was using a 256 SSD, 256 mm-hmm. gig SSD as a swap space. And you're like, I don't have to touch it as much. So I'm not going to burn out that drive as quickly. But so hopefully by, by this time Saturday, <laughs> I'll be done swapping out all those drives and I will have effectively doubled my total capacity and then I can go through and clean out some of the stuff that I know I don't need to keep. Like I've got, I've got photo backups all the way back to my original like forum posts and first oh, writing man. gigs for for tech blogs. Like, where are we on? Like fifteen years ago. I don't think I need to keep all that anymore. Or I can like zip it up and like monster compress it and. You know, when I need to access it, I can open up a you know a, a compressed Uncompressed. folder or yeah. something. No, no, but. exactly. I think that's the best way to either compress the drive or compress the data, or or at least you, you need to yeah. spend some time. It's it, the thing about it is it's it's the time consuming sorting and, and filtering and all of the. This is one of the things I really wish the GUI interfaces that we have for for QNAP was a little bit more robust. Yeah, and um, it because it's virtual and it's running over network, it's usually a lot slower. So. I think what I may do is bring it down to the office because I have it in another room, hook mm-hmm. it up to a monitor because mine has a, a, an HDMI port on the mm-hmm. back, and just keyboard because working on it, it's faster. Well, Running yeah. it over the network, obviously, there's always a delay. See, so, that's one uh, of the downgrades for my box is we don't have the video out. Yeah, that so was I have one of the things I liked through. about it was that, yeah. that I was able to run it as its own uh, box. Like I can hook it up to any TV or something like that. But I chose to put it closer to where the, uh, the our, our, our our modem was coming in at the time, uh, mm-hmm. back when we first set up the place. So it's sitting in uh, upstairs where I need to have it closer to my Wi-Fi router, which is downstairs. So, yeah, the, uh, it's something that I need to pay attention. But if nothing else, I need to check the health of the drives. Hopefully not, not yeah. nothing, nothing died recently. But that's good. You that's know, good. So I, that's like, gonna be the, the reds have been doing me really well. I had a, uh, I had a four bay with four terabyte mm-hmm. Western digital reds. All of those drives are still awesome. And for the the enclosure part, yeah. imploded on me. So then I, I stepped up to uh, 10 terabytes mm-hmm. in another four bay. And that enclosure imploded on me. But the drives are Still doing great. I mean, like, this has been a a box that has had almost no down. So my three-bay QNAP has Mm -hmm. had almost no downtime for almost four years now. And those four, uh, no, three years. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I, 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 yeah. So, so almost three years now. And those 10 terabyte Western Digital Reds have been doing fine. So uh, I've been really impressed with, like, the state of hard drive tech. Uh, for, for these types of small business and, and home solutions. Yeah. But I, I, you know, until I got this QNAP, I had miserable experiences with the enclosures. So no QNAP. I, I like, I like the way they do their work. Um, I was, that was, this is my first I've used other, um, I've called them like more like dumb bays. They're more just basically a, a, a two or three bay drive that just runs a connection. So mm-hmm. it's essentially, um, think of it like a hub for the for the for yeah. lack of a better term. Uh, but those solutions unfortunately don't don't provide backup. Uh, the connection is also not as fast and it's not managed. Um, you're not yeah. able to you know you can't run apps off of the you know there's no OS running in the background to manage all of that. And QNAP does a really nice job. I, I don't know what happened to my red, 
Um, but I'm, I was surprised. I mean, obviously the system still worked. It was, uh, it, it mm -hmm. didn't, it didn't fail on me, but the, the biggest thing is the swap time was long, but it was efficient. Like it, yep. re it healed itself and it updated itself. And you're right. A QNAP still supports their older devices. That's one of their main benefits. It's like oh, I, um, NVIDIA Shields like, been... that keeps getting updates for years to come. Yeah, exactly. I, like I keep one... waiting for the announcement that like, hey, we're going to end of life your, your, your NOS. System, and you're like, yeah. no, it's still been getting all. So the only new features it hasn't gotten um, have been some of their most advanced uh photo server AI mm -hmm. tools oh, where yeah. you can train your, the newer NAS, uh, the, the, the newer QNAPs, you can better train like auto tagging of photos and like face matching people in your family and stuff like that. I don't care. <laughs> like the rest of it's just still been working great, but I just wanted to check in real quick. I got the drives just after lunchtime. And I started doing the rebuild on drive one of three, and I still have 11 hours to go. <laughs> so it's going to be the, a bit. The, the 20 terabytes that you got, are they still 5400s, or did they, did they bump it up? No, the Iron Wolves are 72. 72. So once I can get to two rebuilt drives, the third one should go faster. Much faster, yeah. Um, so I want to say the 5400 Western Digital Reds as singular drives have a throughput somewhere around 120 megabytes mm -hmm. per second. And these new uh, Iron Wolves can hit like 200. Now, obviously, you won't sustain 200 megabytes mm -hmm. per second individual drives. But even just my average speed, like right now, it's rebuilding data from two other drives. And it's kind of floating at around 130 megabyte per second mm -hmm. file transfer which is pretty fast for 5,400 yeah, RPM exactly. drives. Um, two drives working in tandem, you're splitting the load, you're getting a, a, a better throughput than one drive to one drive. Mm -hmm. Once I can do two of the Iron Wolves rebuilding the third, then I should be adding a significant uh, boost. So the third drive, its re-imaging should be a lot faster, but... The second one's going to be a chore because it's going to be one Iron Wolf with one Western Digital Red. <laughs> that might actually go slower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The efficiency on that, that two different speed, they're like, nah, we're going to not only default on the lower, but we're going to slow it down yeah. too, just to be on the safe side. No, and I mean, and to make sure that the data is actually being like organized and, and transferred, that mm -hmm. one could suck. So again, it's still probably going to take me till like Saturday. through Saturday. I see. I, I see how your plan is. Like, yeah, shoot. Be conservative. It's good. It's Thursday night. Why not? Enjoy your Friday. <laughs> Saturday will be good. Party! For the weekend. Party on Saturday night Juan's house. That's so exactly I, I don't want to push us too long. I know we were going to say an hour, but I got to talk about these crazy-ass headphones. Yes. Um, these completely came out of left field. Uh, a friend of mine who's doing some audio PR work hit me up and said, hey, these are kind of funky. Do you want to give them a listen? And I said... Mm -hmm. Heck yes, I want to give them a listen because they are utilizing a completely different driver than anything I have been familiar with in the past. So uh, I'm trying not to pull everything off of this table here. Actually, I'm just going to disconnect the, the cable and then we can just hold them up. So these are the Cineaptic SE1. Okay. And you can see they're real big. 
real I'm, big I'm chunky more, boys. I'm more so focused on the, the 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 cushioning at the top at this point, but yes. Yeah, no, they I'm, got little skull pads. Yeah, skull pads. So, well, yeah, I can actually put them on. Pads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I don't love the look of the headband design. I think it's a little tall. It's a little cone heady. It's it's it, they're not the best looking headphones I've ever seen. But these giant sprung skull pads mm-hmm. do take a lot of the weight off of the sides of your head and off of your ears. And, like, mm-hmm. they, they feel lighter on your head than they do in your hands. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons why you probably need this extra engineering is because these are using dual-crossed ribbon drivers, so a dynamic driver is a lot like a speaker cone that goes in mm-hmm. a speaker. It's got yeah. a big magnet and a big circle, and it kind of vibrates the diaphragm from a, from a centered magnetic source. Exactly. You got to spend some time with my Odyssey LCDs. Mm-hmm. Also, quick tangent, Odyssey just got uh, bought by Sony. So Sony now is going to own Odyssey, and Odyssey has made some of the all-time best gaming headsets so this could be like apple and beats Mm -hmm. or it could just be sony going like hey in a future version of like the xm6 or the xm7s we're going to put planar drivers into these bluetooth headphones we don't know what this is going to look like but it could be awesome because odyssey is one of my all-time favorite headphone manufacturers i digress absolutely so you played with my odyssey lcd lcd ones yeah of a, a good sort of mainstream, uh, it, at, when they came out, I would have called them a starter planar magnetic headphone. Yeah. Now you can get some really competitive planar magnetic headphones for like. So I'm sorry, the LCD ones I think originally retailed for around four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Now you can get a good planar in that ballpark for like two fifty. Okay. So these are ribbon drivers. Mm-hmm. Just like a ribbon microphone where you've got like this crimped piece of metal that, you know, you've got electricity that goes over, it's suspended in magnets, and the vibration mm-hmm. of the electrical signals on those magnets wobble this ribbon, and that creates the percussive and concussive force that our ears register as sound. Mm-hmm. $199. Whoa. Okay. They also have Bluetooth built in. They are built to be mobile first, so they have to have their own amp and DAC that can drive really fancy, weird drivers. For $199, I've spent most of my time so far, I've only had them for a couple days, but plugged in over a cable powered by one of my other portable DACs, amps, whatever... This is one of the most articulate headphones I've heard, sub $500. Okay. So this is finding the detail, the the granular imaging. They're open, they're super, super open back. So mm-hmm. like a ribbon microphone, they are bi-directional. Okay. So anyone who's standing next to you is going to hear very clearly what you're listening to. Because a ribbon has to go both directions. Mm-hmm. You can't cap a ribbon the same way that you can cap a, a planar magnetic driver or a dynamic driver. I don't know that you would ever want to listen to a closed back ribbon. 
And to my knowledge, there have only really been two or three other ribbon headphones that have been mass produced to any degree. And I want to say the cheapest ribbon I've found, someone please correct me on this. I would love to know. Uh, the cheapest ribbon I've ever found was somewhere around $1,200. And it's not difficult to find other ribbons hitting like 3500 A bug just flew in my face. So, uh, cross dual driver ribbons. I think this might be a mosquito. I'm going to be very mad if there's a mosquito in my office. Oh, that isn't like, I, I would, yeah, no, no, no. If it's a mosquito, extremely hyper articulate and and in mm-hmm. sometimes like if you're listening to really aggressively mixed pop tracks there are a few of my test tracks that are almost fatiguing that the reproduction of sound is so aggressively detailed um i love them they're crazy not my favorite look not my favorite headband but there is something to this $200 ribbon where i would easily put these up against sort of the next price tier up on planar magnetics. So I'm going to be driving these. These are now in pre-order on the Cineoptics website. I'm going to be playing with them for a few more days, really putting them through all of like my favorite listening tests and stuff. I've got a playlist on Cobuzz if anyone wants to catch like my first listen, um, my first listen playlist for headphones. But there's something really interesting here. If if you can mass produce a planar magnetic competitor um, at, at this price point, then I uh, you've you've got yourself a really solid solution for an open back, detailed, buzzy, articulate, and and really good thumpy, like mm-hmm. not floppy bass. They're not like soundcore bass head, but just a really good no i know you, you mentioned low end rumble the pair the, yeah in my pocket no i mean like soundcore they tune specifically to kind of be like skull rumblers yeah. that's not these no. but there is a sub bass quality to these that is really satisfying and without just playing with like an overly manicured deep v or smiley face like they're not bumping up the highs just to make things brighter. It, it is this immediately crisp and articulate response because of the way that like a planar membrane and this membrane can vibrate air over a larger surface area. It is a bit more like you're wearing a speaker on your head than a headphone. And it felt that way with the even with with the, the with the Odyssey. Bar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I've, I've got my LCDs over here too. And, and I've just been a kid in a candy store. I've just been going back and forth, like, LCDs to uh, to my Cineaptics, to the LCDs, to the Cineaptics. Um, because you have so much more material, and you can kind of see, like, a planar magnetic is not a small driver, but you can see how much bigger the Cineaptic is against my LCD-1. Um, these are a lot harder to drive. So where my LCDs could, you could kind of get away with a more consumery uh, DAC amp to power the LCD ones. Now the Cineoptic need like the THX. <laughs> they, 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 they need a better. They need quite a bit more juice exactly. to uh, yeah, to get those ribbons really cranking. But when you do, you're treated to just just a phenomenal, just just an incredible articulation. And if you love like that honky, buzzy sound on a saxophone or really crisp guitar distortion. If you love bands like Tool, mm-hmm. and you listen to Tool on something that's too bass head heavy, you ruin the Tool mix. 
a, a tool mix is actually really delicate. And when you treat yourself to something that's more articulate than it is just fat, mm-hmm. all of this production, all of this soundscaping and design just, just comes out beautifully. So you hear like a sea of drums with this perfectly articulate bass guitar with these ripping lead guitars. And then Maynard's voice just kind of floats through like he's a minstrel, you know, like it's just so layered and it's so complex. And when you treat yourself to some really good open back headphones, there's just so much space. It's such a grand mix. And so that's the kind of stuff that these do really well. And I would say they are wonderfully competitive against a good starter planar magnetic very nice and in the pre or the pre-orders is, is it going to be three uh, 199 after the pre-orders you think or is it pre-order for the pre i don't know okay. this brand is super new and if you go to their website like they don't even have some of those things that we take for granted on headphone websites like you would go and you're like well where's your frequency response graph or you know like you've got to dig into a pdf to try and find like what's the frequency response what what's going on with the bluetooth like it took me a while to kind of dig into my phone settings to find the codecs that are being supported by the built-in bluetooth chip and you're like i know you're in pre-order but some of this stuff should be on your website and you can tell this is a very new brand i was going to say but especially for the brand for the audience that you're trying to shoot for that there are, yeah. they are going to basically try to look for that data because they also want to understand what are the levels, what are the actual, what is the experience going to be and what you should expect and how to drive it. Well, because we're making a big claim. This is a different kind of headphone driver. It's a different mm-hmm. kind of headphone diaphragm. And if you go looking for ribbon, that ah, it just flew into my face again. That stupid I I, I, bug. I, want to say, I almost thought, yeah, it, it didn't look like a bug though. <laughs> and I can kind of see it like it keeps kind of flitting by my lights we're, we're about to end the show quickly as well. yeah I know because <laughs> like, Juan's going to start trashing his office like, here no no he um, punched the camera incorrectly as opposed to you're hitting the fly no I get it Sorry. Right. Yeah. but, but if, if you search for a ribbon driver headphone you're going to find two other brands that are selling north of $1200 oh. so there is a big claim when you start playing with these other more exotic drivers and diaphragms mm-hmm. and the, the the audience of consumer who would be interested in a slightly more exotic headphone they they really care about those nuts and bolts they really care about all of those details it it, it matters so it, it's some of the feedback that i'm already giving my my buddy who's running this sort of pr is like I know they're being a little precious about like what their tech is and the arrangement of the ribbon. So there are two distinct drivers, diaphragm drivers per ear, but the, the orientation of that matters and the frequency and the tuning and the filtering, everything of that, I get it. But you still got to give us a little more than what's on your website right now for, for, for the kinds of claims that just the construction of this would be making. So. No, no, absolutely. So um, one more time, this is the synaptic, and it's also synaptic. in the name of. Uh, yeah. uh, it's in the title of of uh, our our podcast this week. But this is the SE one, their very first headphone. One hundred and ninety nine dollars is not cheap, but there is something really interesting happening here. 
So uh, I'll, I'll have a lot more to say. And, and again, it's not just all perfect. There are some pros and cons. I think some of the design is a little funky. But if you're sitting at home and you just want a really fun headphone to really start kind of cracking into the more audiophile kind of sound reproduction, this is exotic, but it's it's doing some really fun things. Well, I'm glad you got a chance to check it out. It's it's always nice to be able to check out some new product coming out, and yeah. definitely, I mean, the, the design, like you said, it, it's a unique design. But I always thought, well, well, with open bags, you typically you don't want you're you're not going to be taking them out and going sitting outside, and you want to be in a quiet area to be able to enjoy them. You want to be able to actually you know get that experience going. So hopefully that they're real big they are no no they are they are <laughs> i look like a cyberman yeah just about i was about to say it. Was about delete, delete delete <laughs> so but yeah no for sure and uh to answer the question that we saw before um i'm wearing the watch six pro uh it's not the six pro the six classic from uh from samsung i'm also working on that video uh to try to get the you know usage on that that one unfortunately i did not have pre uh, pre-release, I uh, I purchased that one, uh, upgrading from the five Pro. Nice. I had the five Pro from last year. They didn't do they don't do the classic on Samsung watches every year. They do it every the other year, I think. And I'm glad that I, th- I think they have the spinning crown. Um, I'll say a little bit of a teaser on this one with the video, and, and not that it's a big one, but I missed the battery life on the Tick Watch. I'll say that. Yeah. The Tick Watch spoiled me. Like I I mean. Yeah, I'm man. still really pissed with Google on how they've been treating Wear OS. I'm really pissed that they're deprecating the Google Assistant for Wear OS 2. Mm-hmm. So now older watches are just completely left out of some of the newer watch features. But going to a Pixel watch on this new Qualcomm chip got me a little interested in what we might see for a Pixel watch 2. It's just the, really I mean, we're, frustrating we're, we're how this has all been playing out. We're almost at that point, too. Yeah, we're, we're getting close to, <laughs> to Pixel days. See, Marilyn was going to make fun of me, too. I was just going to say, you look like a Cyberman from Doctor Who. It's the headband. The headband is so elevated, and it's so tall mm-hmm. for those headband, uh, the skull pads. But, um, but it also protrudes a little bit outside of the actual yes. band <laughs> circumference, right? So, so the, all you that, need the is the little you like, on. that little block that the head that the Cybermen have in the middle of their mm-hmm. headband, and you've got your Halloween costume. Well, you, you never know, ready man. to go. Maybe, maybe the team over at Cineaptic has been, uh, you know, are their Doctor Who fans. They wanted to bring it into real life and give you some good audio <laughs> with it at the same time as you're taking over the world. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, no, it, I mean, I, it, it's it's always tough having kind of like it try out new new things with technology, yeah. and especially with when it, it surprisingly you know does kind of For pay sure. off. And and, and it, I don't want to misrepresent. So I mean, like if you've got like some really expensive Sennheisers, or you've ever listened to Electrostatics, or you know, like good mid range, you've got to drive them with a good desktop amp, uh, mm-hmm. planar magnetics. That's not what these things are going after. They are going mobile first. They want this to be sort of a, a an open back that you can take other places. They don't just have to live in your home. But this is a, a $200 headphone. This is a $200 headphone that I think is competitive against some more expensive planar magnetics. But they're not magic. But this is uh, this has been a really delightful listening experience in what I feel is a good uh, starter audiophile uh, price range. 
That's good. And, and, and it's one of those things always nice to be able to check them out. So hopefully once you're done with them, maybe we'll be able to... Uh, oh, you, we, I got to get do. these on your ears. After, yeah, yeah. Since, after you spend some time with the Odyssey, again, they're open back, so they're going to be a little different than your like Barra Dynamics. We both love those old DT770s. Oh, but I got to get your ears in this thing, in these things. I because... really like the Odysseys. It was, it was a fresh experience. Yeah. Um, I never got a chance to go back and, and pick up a pair for myself, but I think what happened to me was... It, it oh, they so discontinued drastically... the LCD-1 shortly after I gave them to you. Oh, so now they're okay. considered legacy, and Odyssey went even higher upscale for a lot of got, their headphones. And then they just got bought out. <laughs> and now they just got bought out by Sony. Um, sure. They got acquired, I should say. That's, it's a Sorry, little rude they, to say they got bought out. Well, um, no, Sony like, acquired... Like North by, by Google. Like, it's different. But, yeah, again. That's um, Well, and, and also I feel like Sony has so much more to grow off of odyssey mm-hmm. is the boutique label but i still bring out their mobius their uh their planar magnetic gaming headset mm-hmm. which had bluetooth ldac and um uh spatial audio head tracking oh okay way ahead of the curve so you would sit there you 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 would uh you, you would have to manually set your your visual perspective mm-hmm. but then mobius was one of the most detailed and art, art, beautifully room-articulated head tracking I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't auto-connect you to your video source, but you'd go boop, and then the slightest little head movements were perfectly uh, uh, sort of manufactured in space. I, Mobius is so good. So if, if Sony can bring some of that to the PlayStation label, that's huge. That's huge. Or this could also just be Sony Electronics, and we could get, uh, if, if we could get, like, um, uh, XM7s. I seriously oh, doubt it's going to be yeah. a quick, like, the no. next generation headphone is going mean, to have XM5s any of just came out, but, yeah, you're knowing, I'm, I'm sure the XM6s but are already. I feel like XM6s out. are already in development, but if XM7s mm-hmm. come with planers, you can miss me with any other electronics brand headphone like you can miss me with airpods max you can miss me with you know like bose <laughs> you know like i i've become such a, a snob for good mainstream planers and sony and odyssey that's that could be a really good combo so fingers crossed that that smooth sailing for two companies that i'm i'm really big fans of their consumer gear I'm excited to be able to, to hear more about it, and hopefully we'll we'll get it we'll get some kind of content out of that over either on the Patreon or you know as early access or directly sure. you know even available. On yeah, I'm gonna have a, a first listen up soon on the Patreon. Just getting through my whole playlist just for that first you know knee jerk initial experience. I, 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 this one I feel is special, so I'm gonna I'm gonna crib just some light notes on me rambling through what I'm hearing on these things because I think they're really fun. That's good. And, and so for everybody that's listening, if you're not part of the show, if you're listening to us also on the podcast, uh, the, the links to Juan's uh, Patreon and channels and socials and also myself, as well as the audio version of this podcast is available in the show notes uh, in, the bi- uh, in the description of this video on YouTube. Um, I don't think it transfers over to Twitch, but at least no. on YouTube, for <laughs> sure. No, yeah. Nothing transfers to Twitch. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, it's definitely an exciting week. Hopefully we'll, we'll have even more exciting stuff next week. Um, I'm sure Juan will be back for the SGTQA on Monday. Yep. Uh, question, is this the Pajama ca- uh, podcast or is it going to be yeah. a, uh, so, so this is going to be a doing, Pajama podcast? 
we're doing pajama podcast. I, I, I'm over the weekend. I might see like if anyone wants to just join me. I, we might not even make it like a podcast podcast. If anyone wants to join me for a Monday morning Tetris tournament, Tetris effect. <laughs> we might. I, I mean, I, I might just even office, just do JSTRIS. Yeah, and let people just jump in from a web browser if they want to. If they want to play along. I, so, so my only problem with uh, well, actually, no, that's not true. You do stream to YouTube as well because you're on you're on this channel mm-hmm. on, on your Monday show. So I'll, I'll see how things are, are doing uh, around like a, the nine o'clock or so timeline on Monday because uh, I'm, I'm in the office and I can't. So Twitch for me doesn't work at all. It's blocked yeah. in the office, uh, but YouTube isn't. So I, I know that sometimes I catch you on YouTube and I try to comment from there. But um, let's see, we'll see what we could do. If it's something that's yeah, web browser sure. and it's not blocked, maybe I can try to join. And, uh, Be good times. And my ass kicked if as uh, normal, <laughs> but um, it is. Uh, I, I, I say, hey, Donald. I hope. Hey, hope you're doing well, man. I haven't seen you for a while. Uh, I want to say first, obviously, thanks to everybody for hanging out with us on this beautiful Thursday night. Uh, it is. Is this the last Thursday, right, or is there one more Thursday? Because next week, I think. No, next week is the last question. Thursday of the month. Next week is the thirty first, because there's one more yes. one more Thursday of this month. Um, so we'll close it up next week. We'll be back for another episode. Um, I'm going to be back for, so next week I'll be back in the office, although there is a trip coming up before it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, it's, it's starting to pick up. It's starting to pick up. It's It's crazy, but, um, they're short trips. They're local. They're nothing big. Um, you know, all, all to, to try to bring more tech and more fun stuff kind of to share with you guys. It's good times. It'll be exciting. So for sure, keep it with us. Thank you very much for the support. Uh, like and subscribe as usual and check out the audio podcast. It should be coming up pretty soon for the replay crew. Uh, yep. And of course, uh, we appreciate all your support. So take care, everybody. We'll see you soon again, very soon.